Welcome to the fourth episode of the Pedalet Silk Road Monterrey's 2019 official podcast. This is Stefano, aka Calamaro, and the sound that you're gonna listen is from Bonus Points. Its name is Super Touch. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the fourth episode, the last episode that we are gonna record from the studio. And I'm super happy because we are gonna have two different interviews with three different people. But first to go for that, remember to follow all the things happening in the Silk Road Mountain Race 2019 from the social media, mostly Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and Twitter. Yes, don't forget Twitter. And apart from that, go to silkroadmonterrace.cc so you can subscribe to the newsletter, you can follow live everything that is gonna happen directly there. Why I am so strict to the point today? Because I'm freaking excited! I'm gonna fly tomorrow night, you're gonna listen to this episode on Tuesday, and Wednesday night is gonna take myself to the airport, and then to Moscow, and then to Bishkek, and then in front of a microphone trying to get as much as I can from the participants' experience. Uh, words, chitty chatting, uh, swearing, everything. And I'm gonna do it for you people because I really would love you to be completely into this amazing race called Pedaled Silk Road Mountain Race. So if you want to keep on listening to that, just go to your favorite platform for podcasting. Can be Google Podcast, can be Apple Podcast, can be Spotify, can be whatever you want. And push on the subscribe button and you're gonna receive all the information, all the episode directly on your device. How cool is that? It's really cool, but not as cool as the episode that we're gonna listen today. Two different interviews. First of all, the organizing part of the Silk Road Monterey's on my microphone talking about the experience and everything behind the Silk Road Monterey's. So I will interview Chris and Flo Trees nothing less than Nelson's parent and we are gonna talk about what's everything behind it their experience with uh, racing endurance racing some anecdotes about Nelson it's gonna be pretty cool second part I'm gonna talk with Antonio who is gonna be official photographer of the Silk Road mountain race how cool is that super cool probably it's the coolest thing in the world sorry guys I'm pretty pretty excited probably at the endorphins of myself flying to Bishkek to tell you the story for now, follow the episode and go directly to the stories with the first interview. I will talk to you later. As a kind of warm-up, I want to say to everybody that I don't know if I'm going to keep this one in the recording, but I have today here on the microphone two of the main part of the organization of the Silk Road Mountain Race 2019. Florence and Chris, Chris, so the parents of Nelson, that are gonna be into the organization for all the time out there. So, thanks to be here, and probably we can all start with your name, where you come from, and your, let's say, role into the event. Okay, so I'm uh, Flo, uh, I'm Nelson's mom. Um, I will be uh, running the HQ, uh, making sure uh, communication happens between the uh, the cars that will follow the, the race and the HQ and um, yeah basically 
uh, when when uh, when there's no internet or no communication on the on the ground, uh, making sure that if anything happens, uh, solutions are found. So I'm Chris. I'm uh, Nelson's dad and Flo's uh, husband. <laughs> I'm English. Flo didn't mention, but she's French. Yeah. And. Uh, <laughs> I'll be there as uh, a car manager or chief, whatever, of a car. Uh, last year I was uh, I was actually driving, and I'm uh, quite relieved that Nelson's organising a, a local driver this time, which I think I think is a good decision based on the experience of last year. But before that, do you have any other experience with I don't know riding ultra distance or uh, exploring remote places and mountains? or with adventure in general? Which one is your experience on that? Because you look pretty familiar and comfortable with this kind of situation, at least from the microphone. <laughs> uh, um, well, when I, it's back in my, back in my day, I'm, uh, I'm nearly six, we're, we're, we're nearly 60, so there's a few, few years since we were um, cycling. I, when, I, when, I was, when I was younger, I, I cycled everywhere, but not, I, I, didn't, I never competed, I, but I did ride some quite long distances and with minimum um, pack, you know, I didn't carry loads of gear and everything, um, but it was purely as a means of getting from A to B. So uh, I've always been a cycling enthusiast, but not a, not a racer. And the and, uh, endurance racing has has developed since um, since that time to be honest if you want a funny little story yeah for uh, sure so, uh, chris was he was riding quite a lot when he was younger and um, we we met in in the uk and um, and then I, I was living in paris and the first time he met my parents he rode from the uk and um, he punctured just before arriving in Paris, and he and he arrived late. The whole family was sitting at the table. No way. <laughs> and, Waiting and, for the new boyfriend and, that and nobody I, had seen to arrive. <laughs> and, he, and he arrived covered in uh, in grease from repairing his puncture, <laughs> sweaty, and uh, his on his only luggage was a toothbrush. Aha! <laughs> uh-huh, amazing. Okay. So that was uh, his first introduction to my family, and uh, that was 37 years ago. So, it's um, riding is a good thing. <laughs> it came along really good. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we've. It's it's interesting. Nelson's interest in in, uh, in the endurance racing scene start started with a with a um, his idea to to ride back from Shanghai to Paris. Yeah, and. Uh, we just we helped him with uh, with that adventure and made a tandem with him, which he which he wrote back, because um, my my interest has, has turned more to uh, design and to and to the equipment than the than the actual riding, and so it was it was quite fun to for him to to get in to start to get interested in cycling that I'd always been into, whereas Nelson uh, for years had been more into uh, mountaineering and. Uh, um, ice climbing and more extreme mountain-related uh, sports, which uh, so, and, but it's all sort of come together now because uh, my my interest in cycling and it, which which we never pushed Nelson into, but he just, he just sort of got into it, and then uh, and then he's, he's com- combined that with mountain experience and uh, and the Silk Road mountain race is just the sort of perfect expression of that of that accumulated experience. 
Yeah, we were talking about that also last time with Nelson. And now I can completely understand. I have all the context on how and why this Silk Road mountain race came together. So experience with mountaineering and climbing, with interest in cycling and everything that comes actually from uh, his family, from you guys, and put everything together, put also the, the, the ultra distance sparkle on that. And here you go. Silk Road Monterey's adventure, mountains and bicycles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. It's a great, great event, great event. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, when he did the uh, the uh, Shanghai Paris um, trip, uh, I was his HQ then. That's when I got uh, my first uh, qualifications for this job. Ah, <laughs> uh-huh. okay, okay. So he really to, learning from to, the field, yeah, learning yeah, by he doing. Yeah, used to send messages to me, mom. Um, um, I had to crash last night. My front uh, fork is broken. Um, can you send me some resin and some carbon fiber <laughs> to mend it? No way. So I used to organize these parcels from China to the middle of nowhere. Oh, that, that was that was really funny because the, we, there was a restaurant across the road from us in Shanghai with uh, um, uh, Uyghur people who were from the extreme west of uh, China, where Nelson happened to be at that time. And we and we organised a parcel, sent it to um, relatives of the restaurant owners across the road in Shanghai, who whose family were in uh, I think it was Wulumuchi, which is right on the in the west hand side of west side of China, um, to to have this parcel of, of goodies for Nelson to repair his tandem, um, and then they and then they met up and passed and handed it over to him in, on his way through. Such a story! Wow. <laughs> Uh, all yeah. the way to finish this ride, all the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's yeah, always a solution. Yeah. Always, <laughs> always. A friend somewhere that can help, or a contact, or yeah, I'm trying to. Yeah, we've been there. We've been there in the background of his adventures, and it's really enjoyable to to be able to do that and follow him. And uh, and and now with this uh, this race, we also went to. Um, uh, Morocco for the the, the next uh, the, the the winter race is organ is going to organise there. Okay. To, to give the you Atlas a Mountains, of, um, yeah, yeah. exploring there. Okay, so. okay. I didn't know actually that there was something else in the plan for next year. Ah. Okay. Right, well, we won't take too much about that because this okay. is all about the SRMR. But uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's got uh, he's got one more event. It's, it's on the it's online, so it's no. We're not it's not secret then. It's just no, myself no, no. didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, the Atlas Mountain Race. Wow. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so we're 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 just excited, and then uh, and nothing. Well, we'd like to think that nothing ever really surprises us. And if and if so, if he if he asked us to get get hold of some gear or to or to expect a parcel or to or to join him on uh, on some part some part of his adventures, it's uh, it's 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 a privilege just to be. Just to be part of it, and uh, and not not to be written out, written off as uh, as too old to too old to support and to be involved. I can see actually, I can listen to a lot of experience out there from yourself. So yeah, <laughs> we will be prepared for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Last two things that I wanted to ask you is okay, okay. Um, having a look also to the experience of last year, uh, look, um, uh, looking also on what is going to be in the future, there is something that you expect from this year, um, of this edition of the Silk Road Mountain Race, 
something that will be changing, something that will be different, something that is going to be the same, and there is something that are, you are really looking forward for? Um, <laughs> I don't know. No, really looking forward to meeting the uh, the, the the people from last year uh -huh. and the, the new people. Um, yeah, the, the new people will be. We've read some um, amazing resumes from the people who are coming this year. Uh, it'd be, it, um, I can't wait to to see their faces and to talk to them. They they sound really amazing. Um, that that's going to that, that's what I'm looking for: meeting new people. And, yeah, it's, it's the, uh, and the exchanging top, with them. It's the top, type of people that these events attract. That's uh, that's the fascinating thing because it's it's, uh, uh, it's not purely cycling. Uh, and the, the, basically, a lot of the people are adventurous, genuine adventurers. And I, and I think in this in this day and age where where it's where you might consider that uh, everything's been explored, the poles have been thoroughly visited, Everest, people go up there, they're almost, they, they queue to go up Everest and stuff like that. And you think that adventures may be, may be dead. Um, events like this are, uh, are proving, proving the opposite because it, the, there is still real adventure out there and the, and the, uh, and the, and the people who participate have, have done some amazing things when you, when, you, uh, when you look at their application forms for the, for the event, actually. And what 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 I really enjoyed last year was how um, the the conversation with these people were just like we were talking to normal people. They were not showing off down to earth. Um, yeah, a lot of them are very because they've done some some pretty extreme things, and but they have also got them got themselves into in, into a mode where where they can react calmly to quite quite dangerous situations. But uh, they're they're. You know, they've got a lot of experience, and they're and they're trained, and they're just they're just great people to great people to talk to. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah as, as if they were doing something quite ordinary. <laughs> <laughs> That's the point that astonished me all the time. Also, right now, sitting here in my room, full of cables, computer stuff, and stuff like this, and actually, you are telling me about ultra ultra distance cycling and going from Shanghai to Europe and fixing up. <laughs> Um, carbon forks and sending dispatches to you know these kind of things you make all these things super super easy but there is something behind it and actually I believe that this kind of attitude comes together also with the personality of people super approachable down to heart or whatever because you need to be like this in order to fix all the problems smoothly yeah I think I think you're right you, you maybe maybe I've over the years and the various things that we've uh, that we've done together, there are there are there are things without really realising. You, you you just take things in your stride because uh, you know you know they have to be done and uh, and there's a there's a there's a good reason there's a good reason why why you're there and, and taking part in it and uh, you just have to make make sure you you bring your experience to bear and and uh, and provide a provide a useful service for all the, all those those uh, really amazing participants because uh, that, that's what the event that's what the event's all about but they, it's it's uh, it's just an honor to, to to be able to support them in in their, in their endeavors yes yes perfect well guys thanks a lot for the chat it was really really inspiring and cool and uh, i don't know i would stay here to talk forever and ever with you but fortunately we're gonna <laughs> meet in a couple of weeks maybe three uh, yes. So this means that we are going to have a lot of time to chat, not maybe during the race and the event itself, because you're going to be super easy and probably myself as well. 
but for sure <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of our lovely chats out there yeah, i really can't yeah, wait I... to meet you all really excellent okay well i look forward to just meeting up with you in the car maybe okay yeah okay. why not perfect then uh yeah i will talk to you soon for sure okay bye now is everything truly a bit more clear now we can understand from where the passion of nelson comes from as well as how everything is super organized as a swiss watch and why this is not a bicycle race but this is the silk road mountain race it was really an amazing shot but now just jump directly on the second part and let's talk with antonio Yes, for this series, let's meet people into the media car or in general behind the organization of the Silk Road Mountain Race. Today, I have great pleasure that I will talk with Antonio. Hi, Antonio, how are you doing? I'm going to say your surname because I'm going to mess it for sure. Yeah. So Hi, Stefano. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's a, it's a true pleasure to have to speak with you today. And um, yeah, I'm super excited to join the race as a... Um, as a photographer, as an official photographer. Um, yeah. Tell us everything about yourself, Antonio. So I'm a Portuguese photo reporter from, I'm based in Madeira Island. It's a small island in the middle of the Atlantic uh, that belongs to Portugal. Um, I'm 29 years old. I was uh, born and raised uh, here in Madeira, studied the mainland in Porto, the north of Portugal. And uh, well, my passion was always connect uh, mountain biking with audiovisual content. And for the past uh, 10 years, I've been working with uh, in editorial, digital content, and, but also uh, organizing events here in, in, in Madeira. So I get to both, uh, to balance both things, um, to get to produce the content and to produce events as well. So. Yeah, that's my passion, and uh, and yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like the things that we all have in common, everybody of us who is going to be media cars or whatever in the cars, in the supporting car of the Silk Road Mountain Race, is our passion for bicycle, for sure, and our perspective and point of view that we want to focus on when we are talking or um picturing or representing bicycle out there. So I want to start from the first one. Um, as a cyclist, how everything started? Which one, were your, which one was your first impact with a bicycle? Well, I think uh, um, I always love to, here in Madeira, we ride a lot of downhill and enduro because of the terrain and it's pretty steep and uh, it's a really small island. So my mountain biking passion started when I was 14 years old. Um, racing with my buddies and uh, and from that point forward I understood that I was never going to be the fastest guy or the most skilled guy but I could ride my bike and I started developing my passion for producing photos and shooting my friends during, ra during races or just going and doing our own adventures and from that point forward I just found my path uh, my mission uh, was basically to connect both worlds um, and I think I, I well when I went to ride with my buddies I just took my cameras and uh, I would have more fun shooting than riding and 
And from that point forward, everything just lined up um, from producing video content to producing forum reports about events or races. And yeah, that's, that's how my, my passion was connected to my job. And nowadays I, I feel lucky to, to be able to live out of it and uh, to do something that I love and uh, that it's producing photo content related to mountain biking. And um, I'm pretty excited to, because this is a new thing for me as well. This is a new adventure. Um, I was uh, always related more with enduro mountain biking. And so having this kind of event where adventure is the keyword, I think it's going to be an adventure for me as well. And that's what I love about the sport, to capture the pain, the happiness, the grueling, the everything that gets you to the finish line or not. And that's what makes uh, special for me to be a mountain bike photographer. It's not just the race, it's the people, it's, it's the culture, it's the food, it's the mountains, it's everything connected in one. So yeah, I think this race is going to be a huge professional experience for me, but it's also going to be a life-changing moment. And I think that's, that's what every rider also will experience. I'm not sure if I answered what you wanted to. No, it's a good chance. So really, I don't care about my question. If you want to follow a path, man, do it. It's not a problem. Um, and the thing that I want to ask you, because I was exactly following your, um, your line there, and actually I really like it, because um, you were actually mentioning um, your passion and your skills on... Uh, um, being a photographer for mountain bike races and then you were mentioning as well the adventure side uh, what do you think that these two things have in common because okay if i can imagine um a mountain bike race is actually something that it's happening in a specific place for sure there is adventure but it's more an adventure on difficulties that you can find on technical terrains and things like this like in the silk road mountain race that is going to be the thing that we are going to participate is a bit different because the adventure there is really go outside in the remote and uh, try to get out of the truck that nelson prepared and to arrive to the finish line with some a lot of other variables that are around which kind of similarities can you see out there and which kind of things you can really express through your photography out there with that? Well, I think the race itself, or it's, it's about getting out of your comfort zone. And uh, I think I, I, can, I can add like a good emotional side to it because I, I, I tend to connect with the uh, riders the right way. And... Uh, I feel their pain sometimes and I, I think when they're facing the mountains, they're alone um, I feel the same way sometimes and I think it's going to be hard for them to, to overcome the route that uh, Nelson put up. But it's, it's an adventure for us as media as well to, to, to be on the zone with them and to make sure everyone it's it's surviving and, and having a good time. So from your words, it looks like for you, it's going to be a new time. So you don't have any experience on uh, uh, ultra distance riding. No, uh, the ultra distance riding, uh, no. I've been uh, in Colombia capturing uh, La Leyenda del Dorado. It's 600 kilometers race, a marathon. 
I've wow. been uh, in Malawi, in Africa, doing a lot of hike a bike, 15 days in the wild. Um, but this kind of adventure where there's a starting point and a middle point and a finish line with such a big di- distance, it's a new experience for me as well. So I'm, I'm nervous, <laughs> but, I'm, <laughs> but, I'm, but I'm, I'm really excited. It's, it's something that, um, well, when you have a, just a two-day race where you go to the hotel and sleep, it's completely different than when you are in the wild and depending on yourself. And I think that for, for becoming like a life-changing event, this race, it's, it makes sense. Like it's, it's a life-changing moment for a lot of people and for me as well. So that's being a part of the race where you get to capture every single moment of the adventure. I think it's, it's something unique. No, it's, yeah, it's really, it's really, really interesting. So, yeah, uh, it looks like you have so, so some experience with remote places and stuff like this. Uh, were you there as rider or as also in the media, in the media crew? Well, it, usually I, when I go to, to capture like a new location, new destination, I usually take my bike with me and have the same experience as everyone else. Uh, except that I have to carry all my camera gear while I'm riding. Um, but a lot of them, like uh, Colombia and Malawi, uh, I was just uh, part of the media crew. In Colombia, I was uh, on a motorbike, so pretty much following the race uh, every single day, leaving at 5 a.m. and getting back at 10 p.m. for seven days. Uh, in Malawi, it was just uh, following up the riders climbing up, finding new routes. And it was like untouched terrain. You really don't know where you're going. You have the maps, but you're not really sure if, if it's rideable or not, uh, where you're going to sleep. So that's something that spices up everything that, uh, that I do. And I think, uh, well, I've done a lot of capturing like resorts, riding, and I, I, I don't think it's it's interesting. I think it's too too plain, too 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 simple. And uh, I think you have to go through some hard times to to value where you have the best things in life. And uh, well, that's that's why I love to capture mountain bike racing. Yeah, perfect. So. I need to ask you this question, man. Tell me some anecdotes of what happened out there while you were following the race as media. And uh, yeah, I don't know, any anecdotes, weird situation, nice conversation with the riders, amazing meal. Tell me something. Well, in, in Colombia, it was uh, uh, being on a motorbike for uh, 10 hours. It's hard. And um, we, we crashed two times and we couldn't get up and riders were just, it was so steep. It was like 20% for two, two kilometers and riders were just rushing through us. And we were like in the middle of a jungle stuck uh, with the camera gear and everything. It was a hard day. I had to run uh, the 20% uh, road to, to capture everyone at the top. And then uh, when you, 
it's it's just it's just super tiring but super re rewarding as well when i look back if it, if it was if it was easy for me as well it wouldn't be interesting um and well in malawi for example we climbed to a hut in the middle of the mountains it was supposed to fit uh, four people in that small cabin uh, but when we arrived there there was like uh, 15 people there already so we had to sleep like one on top of the others and not knowing what was going to happen the next day and um, the lucky thing was cold outside so we just snuggled inside the, the sleeping bags and we just got warm and laughed about it because we weren't expecting like a small cabin for four people there's like calling 20 it's just uh well it's just a part of the adventure i guess and and i feel like if these small moments where you when you're tired and you just think what the hell am i doing here and when you look back those are the things that you end up laughing and that's what makes you a better person at the end and um, yeah i wouldn't change it for anything and i'm super excited for silk road mountain race because i think it's going to be there are going to be some of these moments i you can be sure of that man you can be sure i have already the feeling that we are gonna go through some stuff that we will remember for a while if i can just see behind you know um at the, the first edition actually it looks like at least half of the participants got sick in the stomach. Ooh. Something like this is going to happen to us as well. But still, we need to accomplish, <laughs> like the riders, we need to accomplish our job. So it's going to be pretty funny. <laughs> I don't know. I think I have already a couple of things in mind, actually, on how to avoid stomach bugs or whatever. I can say it publicly, yes. Maybe we can try not to drink any water and just <laughs> find what people are offering us, something like vodka, some alcoholic stuff. Vodka or um, Mohamed told me that there is this alcoholic drink that is fermented horse milk. If there is alcohol inside, it shouldn't be okay for the stomach. So we can try it like so this. So that's your, that's your tips for surviving the race? or My plan, my plan and if we are going to be in the same car for a while, I, I will try and actually I will force you to follow it, is going to be to drink as, instead of drinking any water, we can still drink some alcohol. Okay, sounds good. I think the photos should be like out of focus, but we have to just be careful to make sure everything goes to plan. But that that sounds a good plan. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. For example, this could be one idea that pops up into my mind. Do you have any idea of something that we can do out there to be creative? I think a lot of creativity is going to spread around because of this kind of experience that we are going to have. Yeah, uh, I wasn't expecting the this one, but uh, yeah, that sounds perfect. Uh, and yeah, thanks for sharing your tips and tricks. Uh, yeah. Let's see if this is going to be valuable. No, no, we're going to discover it together. <laughs> I'm sure that it's going to be on records or on pictures or somewhere. So Okay, I'll try. Yeah. I'll try. I'll try my best. <laughs> um, so this time you decided to come without a bicycle as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be ready to survive this route for sure. Uh, I've been I've been preparing myself, not in terms of altitude, because our biggest mountain here in there is... 1800 meters uh, but even so I've been uh, doing my share of uh, uh, 
well, athletic part so that I'm fit enough to, to survive it uh, in the media team because, well, media also work hard. And uh, yeah, so I've been running and uh, riding my bike all the time. Uh, I think that's going to be a good preparation. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I'm doing exactly the same. Just riding the bicycle and uh, try to keep up also um, as fast as I could, for example, uh, editing my podcasting. So also skills training. So it's a good, uh, it's a mixing the athletic part with your skills and creativity. That's good training. Yes, exactly. Even if I can tell you that at a certain point, watching all those people out there riding the bicycle into the wild, I'm going to feel jealous for sure. So I don't know. I will try actually to borrow some of the bicycle out there if I can. Just to have, I don't know, some some miles, something like even just 20 kilometers in Kyrgyzstan riding. That would be okay. That would be okay. Yeah, I think that's a good plan as well. And take your vodka bottle with you in the, in the water bottle cage and I think you'll be okay. Yeah, because you cannot drink water, as we said, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you were mentioning also at the beginning about um, your skills and your experience in organizing races, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, tell me about that. And then the second part of it is going to be, uh, from your experience, what makes the Silk Road Mountain Race, in your opinion, special? That's why you decided to come over also to to the Silk Road Mountain Race also because of that. Yeah. So I've been, uh, I usually organize international mountain bike events, mostly related with uh, enduro mountain biking. Um, I've been uh, the lead organizer of the Enduro World Series here in Madeira. It's a race that brings the top 100 racers in the world to to race in our small island. So being from an island, it's a, it's a major challenge as well to make it happen. Uh, we've been working in our trails uh, for the past 10 years uh, to make sure we have a sustainable tourism destination for mountain biking all year long. And um, yeah, and I also organize a, an event called Trans Madeira. That's an enduro race, a five days race where you also camp uh, 220 kilometers, 28 special stages. Um, but yeah, it's, it's also my, my passion and my, my key work between November and June. So when I found out that uh, this race was going to take part in August, and I just got hooked because it's a super adventure and it's a good way for me to get back to reality and get offline uh, from social media and my normal work and uh, this was this kind of events and this kind of content that i produce it's something that uh bring me to the sport so it's good to to capture and to get back to my origins as a mountain bike photographer and uh, I contacted uh, Nelson, the organizer, and he was super friendly, super keen to hear my, my, my suggestions. And we shared some ideas. He was super open to, to hear more of what I could bring to the race. And uh, yeah, I just, I feel lucky to be a part of it. And I feel proud to be a part of it. And, and share the experience with all the racers and the organizers. So as an event organizer, I feel 
it's a good balance between the media team and the organizer. We have to connect. We have to, to make sure we have the same plans. But at the same time, Nelson was so uh, open to make sure we can apply our creativity on the terrain. And that's something really important to, to feel as a content producer, sure. Cool. I, there, is there anything really just not anything just say just one thing the most that you're looking forward the most for the adventure that we are gonna have between the middle of august and first days of september oh my god one thing only one thing i think well it's just the experience itself like if it was one word it's experience or if it was one word, it's adventure. It's 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 a mix of of a lot of things. Uh, I can't just place one. It's super hard. It's I'm I'm just super excited to be in a remote location where riders are the focus and the mountains are what they have to to get through. And I think it's gonna be more emotional than I expect because it's going to be hard and uh, and I can't wait to just capture all that with my camera and to share with everyone else and inspire others to do the same I think that's the main focus and the main goal cool cool no because if I have I also have the same problem to figure and to picture out what is the 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 thing that I'm really looking forward to during the race I believe that for me is really the contact with the riders, the contact with the participants to that. Trying to have a look at the evolution of people from the first day, from the registration day, so adrenaline and inspiration and everything from the first day and see how it will develop with up and downs, I believe, with ups and downs uh, on during the race and then see how all of them, the ones that are participating to win, the ones that are participating just to get the experience, the most skilled one, the newbies, and whatever, how they will go through the all path of it. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what I feel the same way. I, I always look like uh, to the race profile for the day, if it was a race profile. Well, there's a race profile from day one to the finish line. And I think there's like ups and downs all the time. And... I compare it to the emotional roller coaster for riders. So that's what makes me like excited to be a part of it. And I like to be like the person that is capturing all those key moments to make sure you get to the finish line. And a picture can inspire others to do the same thing or do something smaller but changing your life. And I think that's the main, my main focus and my main goal to use my, my photography and my words to, to inspire others to do the same thing. Yes, perfect. Talking about inspiration, where can we find your picture at the moment? Something like social media, web page or whatever. So my social media, I use Instagram. It's at Mad Productions is where I pretty much put everything that uh, I've been capturing for the last couple of years. I've been doing a lot of races, but I've also been doing a lot of uh, media projects where I go to a new destination and I just try to capture the best things about it. 
that happened in New Zealand, Canada, Japan, Bulgaria, Slovenia. And that's something that also moves me to go into the unknown and to capture the best way possible. And I think my social media captures that in a good way. Cool, Antonio. It was really great, great pleasure. Uh, when do you, are you going to arrive to Kyrgyzstan? I plan to arrive on the 14th of August. Perfect. And, uh, I think it's a good timing. Yes, yes. I think, uh, I think I, I don't know, I still don't have the perfect plan. I think I'm going to arrive to, uh, on the 15th of August. So just we will meet in Bishkek, starting our preparation, having a couple of beers before the start. That sounds perfect. Great pleasure. So, ciao, ciao. Yeah. Let's meet up. Let's get ready. We have a couple of days just to pack and uh, get ready for the adventure. Yes, perfect. Cool, Antonio. It was great, great, great pleasure to talk with you today. Thank you so much and have a great day. Thanks for having me. And thanks to Flo, Chris and Antonio who participated to this episode, as well as thanks also to Nelson, Muhammad, Brandon, Tim and Brett, who took part on this first part of the series, where we tried to put you people inside of the environment of the Silk Road mountain race 2019. Next episode are going to be even closer to what is going to happen because it's going to be directly on the field, directly listening to the own voice of the participants what is going to happen. And I'm super excited for that. So let's start from that. Continue follow us from the social media. Silk Road Monterey is the handle for Instagram as well as for Facebook. Then listen to this episode and share them with your friends just from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and any platform for podcasting that you are following. From social media as well as from newsletter, you will know when the next episode are going to be live. Roughly, we are going to have an episode every two slash three days. Just expect to be updated directly by the social media, you know them already, and by your favorite platform for podcasting. As I was saying, subscribe from Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts or whatever to receive directly on your device those episodes. Nothing else to say. I will talk to you in a few days. I'm gonna fly. Bye. Bye. I'm gonna fly. Oh.